What up, Facebook? How we all doing tonight? I'm going to talk about a little bit of uh, non-standard stuff, I guess, tonight, and a little bit of standard stuff tonight. We're talking about GameStop. Any of you know anything about news? Watching the news, listening to the news, getting CNN alerts to your damn phones? You know that there's some shit going on with GameStop. Technically, this has been going on for months. But it just kind of came to a head here yesterday, I guess, is when uh, the news really broke out. That was when I first heard about it. And uh, so basically the story is Wall Street. Obviously, you know, GameStop is kind of kind of a dying, dying company, I guess you could say. When was the last time you went to a GameStop? Hmm? Answer me that. So basically, GameStop's been kind of dying. They've been closing a lot of their stores. Um, I was actually just talking to my buddy Josh. He used to work at GameStop. And he was telling me just in this area, there's like four, four GameStops have closed. And um, so from a marketing investment perspective, not a very safe bet. So obviously you wouldn't necessarily want to invest in such a place as GameStop, would you? Chances are you think it's probably going to go bust, going to go bankrupt. It's going to close up their, close all the rest of their stores. Their stock prices are going to fall through the floor. Sounds legit, right? So now if you were a hedge fund manager and you thought you were thinking to yourself, what could I do to, you know, make a little bit of money? Well, what you would probably do is you would put shorts on GameStop. And I don't mean like boxer shorts. I mean like stock market shorts. And if you don't know what a stock market short is, basically they're betting on the stock to do poorly. And what I mean by that is, uh, if you think about it this way, what a short is, is you're borrowing stocks from somebody that actually has them. So if you borrow 100 stocks of GameStop, sell them for 10 bucks a piece, you're betting on the fact that the price is gonna fall on those stocks. So you already made your, say, 100 stocks at 10 bucks a piece, thousand dollars so you made your thousand dollars so you're expecting the price to drop so when it comes time you have to buy those stocks back in order to give them back to the person that you borrowed them from so now if the price drops to 50 cents or 50 bucks instead of a hundred ten dollars five dollars whatever whatever I said what I say ten dollars ten dollars per stock if it drops down to five you only have to buy them back at five hundred dollars instead of a thousand so when you buy those stocks back for 500 bucks and give them back to who you borrowed them from, you're $500 up. The other person gets their stocks back. Good to go. That's what a short is. So now some, uh, you know, elite people from Reddit, top minds of Reddit, predicted this to be a thing. And the kicker is that GameStop happened to been not only 100% short stocked, 140%. Which means that people were borrowing the stock, and then people were borrowing the stock from them. So now that's not good. That's not good for anybody involved. 
because that means there's a real good possibility of doing what they call a squeeze. So that's where people from Reddit and amateur investors buy stock to raise the price. Now you gotta remember these hedge fund people, they were expecting the price on these stocks to drop. So when the price goes through the roof like it did yesterday and like it has been doing for the last month, kind of came to a head last night, it's not good because now you're costing these hedge fund managers money because they have to buy these stocks back at the price that they are now, not what they were when you first borrowed them. So the price on GameStop obviously was like bottom of the barrels, like 30 or 40 bucks, I think, per share. And as it was yesterday, it was $400 per share. And it tanked overnight because there was some uh, suspected manipulation in the stock market causing the price to drop overnight. Opened this morning and it was still super high. It kind of rebounded after that. But then some other stuff happened today that a lot of people aren't going to agree with. Some of the uh, brokerage firms, like Robinhood for one in particular... Robinhood decided to stop allowing people to buy GameStop stock. Now think about that for a second. How does that make any sense? How is it that you can justify these brokerage firms allowing all these big names to continue buying and selling like normal, but stopping people like you and me from being able to buy? We could sell because they're trying to stop this wild ride that we're on they're trying to stop people from doing this kind of stuff so what they're doing is they're preventing you and I from being able to buy more but they're allowing us to sell because if we sell then the price goes down and a lot of people kind of freaked out economic censorship that is goddamn right so now you've got all these different firms I think TD Ameritrade was one of them Robinhood was another one of them there was quite a few that actually stopped the ability to buy these stocks and some people freaked out, some people sold it. And there's also been claims of, you know, market manipulation where you've got these these firms are buying and selling little tiny bits of it back and forth to each other to trick the algorithm into thinking that the prices are going to fall to get people to dump, to dump their stock. Cuz they don't want to have to pay this stuff back. One of these firms was out something like 13 billion dollars because of what's happening here. So, it's going to be a wild ride. And apparently some of the options are supposed to be closing tomorrow, which means that some of these funds, some of these people that shorted the stocks, have to buy it back. They have to, they have to buy these stocks to return them to who they borrowed them from. And that means they got to return the, these stock options for whatever the going rate is in the stock market. Which right now, I think when they closed, I think it closed at a hair under $200 per share, but it's already rebounded over $130, $140 overnight for off-hours trading. So now this is coming from a guy, I don't know jack shit about the stock market. I'm not a financial expert. I don't know anything. I don't know anything about anything when it comes to the stocks. All I know is what I've read, and I've done a deep dive last night. Last night I tried to sign up on Robinhood because I kind of wanted to get in on it. And Robinhood was awful. Their services were trash. They, they, guy was getting timeouts, connection errors, everything like that. Because they were getting hammered. Because everybody and their brother and their mother and their entire family wants to get in on this crazy train. Which is cool. I think that's fine if you understand the risks that you're taking, obviously, with what you're doing. 
but I wasn't able to sign up on Robinhood last night. So I was like, I'm fine with it. Whatever, who cares? You know, I'll just, I'll just, you know, grab some popcorn, sit up here in the bleachers, and watch the world implode. Um, so this morning, I saw the stock market reopened, and the amount of money that was lost overnight was re rebounded. And I was, I started getting more interested. And now, now the news, the news picked it up. It was on the nightly news last night. I went over to my parents' house for dinner. And I was I was reading all through Reddit and Wall Street bets and all this and that and it was it was pretty wild, wild and crazy ride. And uh, so this morning, obviously everything happened there, and I kept looking at it, and then the price started falling, the price started dropping because Robinhood and all these other firms stopped people from being able to sell or from being able to buy and only able to sell. So obviously the price was falling. So obviously I had to get in on that and. Your boy bought bought four shares, so I'm helping stick it stick it to Wall Street, sticking it to the rich people. It kind of goes back to that whole saying, you know, rules for thee, not for me. And that's what a lot of these people are doing. People, these uh, you know, wealthy hedge fund managers are crying, saying, "Oh, I lost all this money. I lost my house. I lost my job. I lost my my kids, my car, my wife. I'm losing all this stuff." And it's like, you expect us to cry about that? With how many cars you've got, with how many yachts you've got, without how many you know private jets you've got, you think we care that you're losing all this money? No, you're on Mars, man. You're on Mars. I think it's great. I think it's fantastic. I think it's great that we're seeing uh, this kind of um, payback, almost. You know? Think about all the years of these people making money hand over fist and people losing their retirements because people were playing with their money. One big movie you might want to look into is The Big Short. Talks about this. It's a really good movie. If that's into, if that's the kind of thing you're into, I guess. But um, yeah, so that's uh, that's where we're at. So your boy's got four shares. We'll be paying attention real, real closely to see how things play out. Like I said, tomorrow's a big one where a lot of these options are are due. So we'll see what happens. All the top minds of Reddit are saying, you know, hold. Hold fast. Don't sell. Be prepared for a loss. One guy on there, he had something like 50,000 shares of GameStop. GameStop stock. I've been saying it like that all day today. Stop, stock, GameStop. Just roll it all together at this point. So he had 50,000 shares, and he got those, bought those months ago. We're talking like August of last year back when it was dirt cheap he bought all of these shares and at the at the height of how much they were worth which was yesterday or the day before when it touched four hundred dollars per share his total amount was worth 33 million dollars and he lost 17 million today alone and he's still holding on because what's going to happen is that we're going to ride this bubble because these options are still there's still going to be options and these funds still have to buy still have to buy the stocks and because we have the supply that means that the demand is going to be through the roof which is going to cause the price to increase people are estimating that at the at the top of this whole thing the price of these stocks are going to be $1000 a share $2000 a share $3000 a share who knows not sure at this point but they said it could be tomorrow, it could be next week, it could be even in a couple weeks before we see the max. But 
the way I see it is if I make money, I'm cool with it. I'm not going to be jumping ship until I think I've got my, my sell, my sell limit at like $300. So if it jumps up and then it drops and drops down below that, I'll sell. So we'll see what happens. Might work out. Might not. Got to remember, you can only only bet what you can afford to lose. So that's what that's what I'm doing. We're gonna see what happens. So that's uh, that's basically the backstory with GameStop. A lot of crazy stuff on there. I highly recommend if you if you want to check out and see what's going on, hop on uh, our Wall Street Bets subreddit, see what's going on. You can watch those guys, read all their posts, see what's going on. It's good stuff. So that kind of leads me into the uh, the next item of conversation, which is kind of kind of vague, I guess. Red flags. My thought was talking about red flags, either with online dating, perhaps, or with relationships in general. Because I mean, we can all kind of relate to that. My whole goal with uh, getting on here and streaming my ass, talking about random stuff, is you know something relatable or something you know that's kind of in the news so I guess the GameStop thing was kind of in the news but but talking about stuff that's relatable so I think we can all relate on being in situations that uh, you know we kind of regretted or getting involved with people that we shouldn't have gotten and should not have gotten involved with and you know hindsight is a funny thing hindsight's 2020 so you know when things are over and things have ended, you kind of look back and it's like, wow, I should have fucking listened to my gut with that one. Or I should have, you know, should have realized, I should have thought. So there's a lot of red flags. You know, some of us are, uh, are oblivious to that. But sometimes we're not. Sometimes we see it and we just willfully ignore it. So some some red flags. Let's uh, let's start, I guess, red flags when you're in online dating because that's that's a pretty easy thing. All I have to do is picture in my head, you know, swip, swipe it through tent through Tinder. I'm on Facebook dating, you know, Bumble, you name it. I'm on there. What kind of stuff? What kind of stuff do you swipe left on? What kind of stuff do you swipe right on? So obviously the number one thing, are you attracted to the person? That's the big one, right? So I think I kind of went in depth with this in like the first video, but if you've got like super professional photos that look like that you had some professional photographer come with you on your, your vacation to Maui or something like that, and they were taking all these beach shots, or you're, you had you, you convinced your friends to get down in the sand with you to take pictures to make you look, make you look good, I'm probably going to swipe left on that. Because honestly, like I get it, online dating is is kind of like a uh, like a job interview, like you're selling yourself. I get that, but I want the authentic. Because it's not like if we get together that you're gonna be looking like you were in the sand when it's 10 degrees outside and we're sitting inside watching TV. It's not realistic. So I just gotta say. Yeah, you might look good in these these super professional photos, but that's not it's not you. So we need we need we need authenticity. When you're on these sites, you can't pretend to be somebody that you're not, because sooner or later the truth always comes out. And when you would you rather the truth come out immediately, so there is no you know manipulation there, 
or do you want the truth to come out in like six months time and the person be like wow you are not the person i was expecting so i'm out so that's one thing photos are a big part because that's what that's what draws people in right it's the pictures and speaking as a guy i mean my opinion as a white male means the least and i acknowledge that because i'm a dime a dozen my opinion is a dime a dozen there's millions of people millions of guys just like me that think that their opinion matters or think that they have something unique to say and i get it i don't but i'm here and some people might enjoy what i have to say some people might laugh at what i have to say some people might might like listening to you know the things i'm saying so i'm just saying coming from a guy that stuff i could pass could pass on authenticity is big though so what else um having a profile that has no information i'm trying to reduce the volume of my music here oh that's way better so profiles what's important with a profile well you got to have one first of all the uh the big the big thing that makes me swipe left as if somebody doesn't have a profile because that tells me a couple things it tells me either one you're not creative enough to come up with a profile or it tells me that you think that your pictures are your personality so if you don't have a profile the only thing that's speaking to your desirability on the market the only thing that's speaking to convincing somebody that they want to swipe right on you is your pictures and you're more than just your physical appearance people even the ugliest person on these dating sites is more than just their pictures their personality their person they've got dreams and wants and things that they enjoy things that they hate everybody has redeeming qualities everybody has qualities that are less less attractive i get that but you're just gonna leave that personality part out of it and focus on just the physical? Really? Come on now. That doesn't make any sense. So that's another big one. Obviously, people that are super attractive on both both ends of the, the gender spectrum, they know it. They have to know it. And some people are willing to, you know, they're willing to capitalize on that. And they don't want to put in the effort to, you know, stand out from the rest of the crowd because their physical appearance does. So that's one thing that you have to take into consideration, too. Is the person that you're looking at, do they have a profile? And is that profile, you know, interesting and unique? You'll see the cliche, you know, everybody climbs a mountain, everybody hikes, everybody loves the office, everybody, to, you know, I'm just going through all the different cliches that I've seen in my, my time on these sites. Liking The Office is not a personality trait. I'm sorry, but it's not. You can like Michael Scott all you want. That's fine. You can love The Office, but that does not mean that you're an interesting person. It doesn't mean that you're a good person. It doesn't mean that you're somebody that's worth anybody's time. You can ooze, you know, you can ooze enthusiasm for the show. I guess you can, you know, try to open, try to have a start a conversation on The Office, I guess, if that's your thing. But, eh. What do I know? Obviously not a whole lot because I have awful luck on these sites. But that's neither here nor there. 
So no profile, fancy pictures on their, on their profile, meticulously cropped photos and filters, stuff like that. Those are, those are kind of red flags to me. Uh, Snapchat filters. That's another, another red flag that I like to consider. If you're going on a profile and I don't know if this so much applies to women, what is it that people expect from Tinder hookups? Uh, that's to each their own, from my from my understanding. Uh, some people use it explicitly for one night stands, for hookups and stuff like that. Other people use it for its intended purpose. It's kind of hard to say. Um, I find from my experience with it that most women will say, "Not here for hookups." And that makes a lot of sense because coming from my understanding, women get inundated with shit like that. Women get people, get so many guys in their inbox, you know, it's like the, uh, the, the throwing hot dogs at the chick's face gif. Like it's like that nonstop dick pics all day. So they have to, they have to qualify that and say, you know, that's not what I'm here for. And whether, whether that's the truth or not, it's bullshit. It's bullshit that they have to deal with that. Like we're, we're all, we're all human beings here. We should all respect each other. We should all, you know, strive to be our best self and treat each other with respect. And the fact that these guys are just, you know, indiscriminately sending pictures of their shit to, to these women is like, has that ever worked for you? Out of all the times that you've done that, have you ever had a positive response? Has a woman ever seen a picture of your schlong in her inbox and was like, Hi, nice to meet you. Yes, I would like to meet you someday. Like, that's just ridiculous. Like, there has to be some type of mental issue when you do that. Like, I could not, I just can't rationalize that kind of behavior. I can't do it. So these women, yeah, they, they, they have to quantify it in their profile. I'm not here for a hookup. And okay, I guess, I guess I get that. That's true, Aaron. That's true, AJ. Yeah, I think that, I think that does have a lot to do with it. You know, we're, we're conditioned to never come straight out and be honest about it. And it's kind of terrifying, honestly. And not too long ago, there was a girl I was talking to that was in, in her profile said she was poly. And I, I kind of understood what that was, you know, cause you know, I'm generally, I try to stay, you know, well-informed on that kind of stuff. So I understand, I understand what it means to be poly, but I asked her about it and, you know, she was in a primary relationship with a guy that lives elsewhere, lives in another city. She lives a little bit closer to where I am. And she was just looking, looking for a non a quote unquote, non-primary partner. And I was like, well, I'm kind of, kind of okay with that. Like I've never had any interest in it. I've never really considered it. I've not, I don't know what the implications are. If, if we get into something and it's not what I'm feeling, then I'm just going to be honest with you. And she was like, that was, that's crazy. Like nobody has ever been that straight up about it. And I'm like, well, I mean, that's, that's the whole point. Like you, there, you, with a dating site, you have no reason not to be authentic because sooner or later, the truth is going to come out. 
So maybe you should just stick with, you know, who you are and what you're doing and how you are as a human being. Just be honest with, be honest with the people. Maybe someday, maybe eventually you'll find somebody that, you know, is on board with that. Maybe not. If you're an absolute piece of shit, probably not, but you could try. Yeah, everybody is definitely guarded. And coming from a guy's point of view, like I said earlier, nobody gives a shit about, you know, my experience because my experience is the same as every other guy. There's nothing special about me. There's nothing special about, you know, my experience or my outlook or my opinions. Really, I'm being honest. Um, and it, I kind of feel a little like I'm being a little... I don't know, like, I feel it's a little bit wrong for me to assume that I know what it's like being on a woman's side of things, but I can tell you that their experience on these dating sites is not the same as a guy's. I can promise you that. I know some of my friends that that, that are women that are on these dating sites, like, they've shown me the number of matches, like, they've got Tinder Gold or whatever, so they can see, you know, everybody that's like them or that's swiped right on, they can see that. And there's, like, 450 swipes on them. Like, you've, you're sitting there and you've got 450 guys that have swiped right on your profile. Like, it is truly a seller's market. Like, it's mind-boggling to me. I pull mine up and I've got six. Six. So, women get it completely differently than men do. For men, it's a struggle to stand out from the crowd. It's a struggle to differentiate yourself from those 449 other people that are in in this girl's you know dating dating app like how do you stand out like obviously your pictures play some part of it like pictures are half the battle that's what catches somebody's initial interest but you also have to you know be interesting have a good profile have good questions answered you know stuff like that and it's different for a guy because you're competing you're competing with the, the ratio is ridiculous as a guy yeah every woman will ever, will ever will tell you you don't know shit yeah dude that is no joke absolutely no joke for a, for a woman like yeah, it's totally different so as a guy you gotta differentiate for a woman you gotta start coming up with ways of weeding out these guys like there's so many it's like what do you do yeah, Natasha, no no kidding. It, it's, it, it's as awful as it sounds. It is as awful as it sounds. I'm just reading, reading some comments here. Yeah, it's true. It's, it's real easy to, you know, ride on the excitement of, of starting talking to somebody new. And then, like you said, it just kind of fades out. And you you gotta you gotta cut your losses. Obviously, you don't want to keep this person on the hook. You don't want to hurt them in the long run. So, yeah, I get it. It's it's a shitty situation all around for sure. But from a woman's perspective, how do you weed how do you weed through four hundred and fifty guys? You got to go based on the looks. Like, what do you make a game out of it? And it's like, eh, this person's wearing blue, and I don't like blue, so I'm gonna swipe left. Or this, this person's got a hat on, so I'm going to swipe left. Or this person doesn't have a shirt on in their picture, so I'm going to swipe left. You know, it's, it's, it's difficult. 
it's 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 difficult on both sides but the difficulty is different on both sides so it's important to you know recognize those red flags so i've kind of talked about red flags from a guy's point of view no profile super over processed professional pictures stuff like that that's that's a red flag for me um what else what other kind of stuff do i do i swipe left on um trump supporters i hate i swear i told myself that i wouldn't go political ever in these things but that's that's a red flag for me and you can go either way obviously that's that's entirely possible um horse girls that's a red flag for me like that that's what it comes down to like sometimes you gotta specify that kind of stuff like if if a girl is is huge into equestrian related stuff if all of her pictures are you know on a horse probably gonna pass on that but that's like um that's like me with cars you know some girls are like "Ooh, you 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 like you like cars so you you've got to be some i don't know what's horses got to do with it i i don't know like that's that's one of my that's one of my things like that's one way that i i weed through all of it and what's what's crazy what's even crazier if you think about it is like some some guys will literally swipe right on everything like they're they're beyond the point of being picky and choosy like i i don't know what it is i don't know what it is about horses it i i don't know it, it's weird to me it's like well they, they, they say like car guys are are the the horse girls of the guy of the guy world or something like that i don't know so maybe maybe i'm just you know looking a little introspectively here and i just don't like it Maybe it's making me take a hard look at myself and I don't like it. So I'm like, no, horses, nope, can't do that. Um, God, yeah, that, that, horses, man. I guess I triggered some people with the horses thing. That's true. It's true. That's what I do. Red flags, other red flags. If every picture of this person has, if they have an alcoholic beverage in every picture, like, I get it. COVID sucks. Um, life in general sucks. Can suck sometimes. I get it. So, I'm old. I'm down for having a drink here, too. I have a picture on mine from the bar. It was, you know, it was a picture of me doing something, putting a fry into my mouth or some shit like that. And there's a beer in front of me because it was at the hill. And, you know... It's funny. I think I think it's a funny picture myself because it's you know it's a candid one. You know those are the those are the best kind of pictures, the ones where you didn't know your picture was getting taken. Ladies that have dating that have dating apps, put those candid shots on there. We want to see you when you're not showing off for the camera. That's what we want. So, if you got pictures, if all of your pictures have you have a drink in your hand that's reason for pause because then it's like is are those the only situations you find yourself in where you're drinking like do you carry a box of mimosa in your car wherever you go or the ones that have like the wine bottle with the wine glass on top of it so like like here's the bottle and then the wine glass is right on top like slow down slow down you wino like let's not get carried away so that's that's one thing that I kind of I kind of look out for. What else? 
just kind of going through, kind of going through, going through the list. Honestly, you know what I should do while we're here? I'll just fire it up. So I'm not going to let you see who who I'm swiping on here. Maybe maybe I could make that a thing one of these days where you can actually like follow along. Um, distance. Distance is a big one. So around these parts, it's kind of rough. Obviously, it's kind of tough because what what kind of mass areas of population do we have? Syracuse, Utica. Okay, so that's a half hour in either direction. So, what if you see somebody down in Binghamton? What if you see somebody in Buffalo or Albany? What are you gonna do? You're gonna drive two hours? That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a decision that you really gotta weigh a little bit there. Especially if you're like meeting somebody that you've never met before, like meeting somebody for the first time, like that's that's risky business. Like that's wake up in a tub full of ice business. That's like black market kidneys business there. That's a little nerve wracking. And that goes that goes for from both aspects. Like the paranoid part of me is like, you know, if, if I met, if I meet up with somebody, like, she's going to have a gang hiding around the corner that's going to come jump me and rob me or, you know, break my legs or something like that. It's even more terrifying for a woman, I'm sure. Because you have to be paranoid everywhere you go by yourself. And that's not even just being paranoid. That's just how things are. So I get that. So meeting... Uh, that kind of leads into another thing if if as a guy if the woman is willing to meet you for the first time in her home you might want to rethink things you shouldn't even entertain that like you should really you know emphasize no let's meet somewhere public you know like i don't want to freak you out like I don't want to put you in, a, in an awkward situation. I don't want to be in an awkward situation. Let's meet up somewhere centrally. So that's kind of a, a kind of a decent red flag right there. Like if the girl's like, yeah, yeah, come to my come to my house. Here's my here's my address. You know, it's the first time we're ever gonna see each other face to face. Let's meet. Let's meet at my house. Like, yeah, you're definitely losing your kidneys that night. You're definitely you're definitely gonna wake up. You know, in a snowbank bleeding from the hips like there's no question and that's weird because like you, you can't help but wonder like are they making making that making that offer to everybody that they're talking to on here like that's brave like a lot of these guys are straight up scumbags like you're just gonna invite them to your house like that like that man that's just bizarre to me yeah soulmates don't happen in two days of talking right right we'll save the argument for whether soulmates are even a thing but you're right like that that's crazy that's crazy in gay apps we have some who openly state only rich guys uh, does that appear on straight apps um i don't know that i've ever seen something explicitly like a profile explicitly state like you gotta have money I think it's a fair I think it's a fair request to to say, you know, mu you must have a car, you must have a job, like please have your shit together. I think that's a fair that's a fair request, but that doesn't really that's not really saying like you got to be loaded or anything like that. I don't think I've seen that personally. 
Um, it wouldn't surprise me if that actually exists. The wall, you know, ooh, uh, that just that just made me tip. Um, now, now I got a good one to talk about. Height. Having your height on your profile. Here we go, ladies and gents. So, women, some women, put a height limit on their profile where they say you must be at least six foot tall or they put their height you know i'm five i'm five eleven must be must be same or taller and one of the real popular memes is when <laughs> when when a woman asks a guy like how tall he is he asks how much he weighs and it's just to kind of outline the hypocrisy there a little bit like why is it okay for you to ask how tall i am but i can't ask how much you weigh like what's the difference it's arguably weight is more in your control than your height is i guess technically so it's like okay i've got my height on my profile because i think being 6'2 is kind of a selling point so you know like i said we're, we're really selling ourselves on these sites so i have it listed on mine but sometimes sometimes it's just a little ridiculous like um, and that kind of leads into another thing like I'm, I'm really on a roll right now like we're, we're going from thing to thing to thing the next thing is qualifiers and what I mean by qualifiers is like requiring certain things like I'm trying to trying to figure out how to phrase it and to give a good example of a qualifier like um must must like x or has to have y or certain stuff like that <laughs> better put my weight restriction on my profile i've told i've told everyone time and time again that my preferences i have i have i have a happy medium i have a max and i have a min but i don't it's wide it's super wide it's it really i it legitimately is not as fine as everyone thinks it is and everybody can break my balls as much as you want i i'm telling you i'll be completely honest there there is a wide spread between max 115 min 90 let's go max 120 i think 120 would be fair i think that like a 30 30 pound 30 pound difference i think is acceptable weight restriction no josh i was just saying like um one of the big one of the big memes is that uh a woman will ask a guy on a dating site she'll say you know how tall are you and the guy will come back and say how much do you weigh and the girl will get all offended and it's like why does my weight matter and the guy will go well you asked what my height what my height is what does my height matter so but no in all seriousness just talking just talking myself here i do have a wide range i don't there's not a lot of stuff that i require from a potential match i have to find the person attractive that is about as that's about as general as i can make it if i find the person attractive then that's half the battle and attractive can be you know they could be tall they could be short they could be curvy they could be super thin they could be all over the place if I find them attractive, I find them attractive. I don't I don't need I don't need to put, you know, qualifiers like that on it. So some women will do that. So they'll say, you know, must love dogs. It's like, well sorry, I don't have a dog and I could care less. I could care less. Unless it's Sarah. 
if we're talking about my girl Sarah, Carrie, I know you're listening. You give that dog a hug for me right now. I'm just saying. Sarah's my girl. So, must love dogs. Or, you know, stuff like that. Qu- random qualifiers. Like, some of it is so outlandish. Like, I can't even come up with a good, a good ex- like, a good example of a qualifier for some of these things. Um... Oh, God. Sorry. Likes my corded headphones. Yeah. Well, I mean, the alternative... The alternative was these. And I think these look absolutely ridiculous on me because, like, there's this this big of a gap between where your head is and the top of it. It's like I have a halo on. And I'm not... I'm not... I'm not an angel. Sorry, I'm just not. So, I can't... I can't wear those. For my... My WebExes for work, these things are key. Where are my AirPods? Oh, do we really want to go there tonight? Do we really want to go there tonight? So let me tell you a story. Did you know that Apple now makes headphones which look like regular headphones and they still call them AirPods? And they charge like $500 for them? What a racket. An absolute racket. Absolute racket. Like, I can't... Oh, all right. I don't want I don't want to get Bob too riled up right now because I'm sure he's he's throwing things and he's up and pacing around the living room right now, Carrie, and you know, I just we just can't stand for that. It's too late. It's too late for that. It's so easy for people to draw the line in the sand and much more difficult to cross it. Yeah. Yeah, it's very true. It's very true. So I mean my my personal preference is I, I gotta find the person attractive. Um He's pulling out his phone. Of course he would. He's probably going to play that word, that word cross game that Mike, Mike and I have been playing. But I guess attractiveness is a big thing. Like I got to find the person attractive and some, sometimes it's, it's really random. It's really random. You know, I, I've dated girls that were larger. I've dated girls that were thinner but I, f- I found them attractive. So that's, that's the most important thing. And personality, personality obviously plays a role. Um, narcissists, please apply elsewhere. Not playing, not playing those games again. If you're a narcissist, get the fuck out. I'm done. Not even going to, not even going to humor that cluster fuck of a situation. No, thank you. Um, must have a job. I think a job is, is, you know, bare minimum. Some, some women put it out there like unemployed or, you know, something like that. And it's like, I'm not looking for a charity case. Yeah. There needs to be a spark. hundred percent. There needs to be a spark. You know, there's gotta be something that pulls you in and physical, physical appearances, you know, will get you halfway there. But if, if you don't, if you don't, can't get the rest of the way, then there's really no point, right? There's no point in wasting anybody's time. And a lot of the times, like, that's one of the things is like people will get involved with somebody and things change. Things change. People change. Like, it's it's unrealistic to think that people will never change. It's unrealistic to think that the person you are now is the same person you're going to be in five years. Look back five years ago. Who were you five years ago? You know, think of things. Things change. Obviously, things change. And you should be you should be willing to accept your partner when they change. But you should also be willing to accept that if they've changed for the worse, you need to get the fuck out. You need to be willing to, you know, do what's best for you. You need to be do need to be willing to do what's best for the relationship in that case. And that's hard. 
Like, I'm not saying that that's, that's just a spur-of-the-moment thing that you gotta do. I'm not saying that that's, yeah, people don't change. Please, people change. People change a lot. Um, so you gotta, you gotta be willing to do what's right for you. You can't put a price on happiness. And the big thing that I've, I've read in some of the, some of, you know, my, my history is don't set yourself on fire to keep the other person warm. That's the big one. Don't sacrifice yourself for somebody else. Especially somebody else that won't do the same for you. Like that's, that's a big one. So sometimes you got to be willing to cut and run. You got to be, it might not be the easiest thing in the world. It might not be, might not make you happy. It might put you, put you down in the dumps, but sometimes you got to cut and run rather than stick out a shitty situation. And that goes for anybody. It goes for men and women, both. If you're in an abusive relationship, that's, that's not easy. That's not easy to break away from. It could be scary to get away from. You know, and it makes a lot of sense. I get it. If you're scared for your life, obviously you're not going to want to put yourself in any more peril to get out of that situation. Yeah, man. Obviously. Yeah, the person we are, the person we, we were 10 years ago. Like, if, you're, if you've been with somebody for 12, over 12 years, it's crazy. You know, you know, you basically know what the other person is going to say before they say it at that point. So... God, we kind of went off into the weeds here, guys. Like, where the hell was I? Um, red flags. Going back to red flags. I think I mentioned this in the, in the very first video, too. Like, um, being single and having, like, 20 kids. Oh, another good one. Being on a dating site when you're pregnant. That's a good one. That's... That's some classy business right there. Like, I'm trying trying to remain a little sensitive to you know to that whole situation, but it's like if you're pregnant, that means you were with somebody less than nine months ago, and you were you got pregnant, and either the person ran. Or you just broke up during that during that less than nine month time frame, and you're already on a dating site. I don't know. That's that's a red flag to me. Maybe I'm maybe I'm being obtuse. Maybe I'm being unreasonable on that. But if I saw a pregnant girl on on Tinder come up, you know, I would nope. <laughs> yeah, right. No kidding. Come save me, Daddy Warbox. That's right. No, not for me. Not for me. I know I know some people that probably aren't listening right now because uh, he, he doesn't... I don't think he's on Facebook that much, but I can think of one person in particular that would say, if they're pregnant, they can't get pregnant a second time. Send it. I think some of the people in the audience right now knows exactly who I'm talking about, and I think that's hysterical that I... I that that occurred to me but um oh, profile pic with your with your ex blurred out yeah that's that's a little bit of a red flag i mean <laughs> yeah i think i think the biggest the biggest red red flag there i think with um profile pics in general 
is having like a profile pic where you're with a group of people in every single one. So you've got like five profile pictures and there's and it's a group of people in all of them. Like I got to play like the guessing game. I got to go through all five and be like, okay, well this, these two people are in these two pictures. So it has to be one of these one of these people. And like, you're guessing who it is. Come on. Give me like one group picture. Give me like one, one or two group pictures and, and we'll call it even. But if, if I have to guess who you are, probably going to swipe left on that one. But especially if, if coming from a guy, if there's a profile picture of this girl and there's another guy in it and they don't specify who the guy is, I'm going to think to myself, they may or may not be fishing for a third. If that's the case. And that's okay. That's okay if, you, if you're using Tinder for that for that kind of shit. By all means, fish away. But this this fish ain't gonna bite on that because homie don't do MFMs. Sorry. Every picture having 700 filters. That's that's a real good one. Yeah, either either Snapchat filters like when I when I come across these these heavily filtered pictures where they got the fucking dog ears or the the bear ears and the nose and and that stuff like nope. That go that goes back to authenticity. Like I I need I need somebody to look authentic. Like I want it I want to see you not what Snapchat sees. And Facebook or um like Instagram filters aren't quite that bad. But it's still it's still filtered it's still filtered so i guess that's that's another one let me fire up get back on the app here that was just one that i saw that i wasn't a huge fan of um pictures that are like super scantily clad so i don't know we're talking like like uh bikini pics like Every single picture is them just, you know, in scantily clad stuff. Like, okay, I get it. You're, you're trying to market yourself, your, you know, your assets. I get it. But that doesn't work for me. It might work for other people. Full, you know, full disclosure here. Like, by no means am I speaking for the entire male race. By no means am I speaking for every guy that's on these dating sites. If, if you're, if you're on these sites and you're, you're looking to, you're looking to find somebody, by no means take take my opinions as you know gospel by any stretch i'm just just speaking my mind with what i look for uh religion religion and politics that's that's personal preference i think i think it's something important that you should be aware of ahead of time um obviously somebody in my my situation i'm probably gonna avoid the heavily religious if Carrie is still out there listening, she she knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> I I may I may or may not you know desire to dabble. Probably not though. <laughs> Same thing with politics. Obviously, with politics, politics can be um can be a messy. I'm skeptical whether people with really two differing ideologies religion or politics for that matter can actually make a make a lasting relationship i don't know whether that's possible i know with one of my one of my exes she was heavily devout and she was heavily right-leaning we lasted over a year there were a lot of fights 
there, there, there were a lot of fights about that kind of stuff. Um, so, if, if you want to get into a relationship with somebody where you fight on the regular, then go for it. But if, if you really, if you really want to keep it, keep it simple, then just find somebody that has the same idea you do. And if they don't say, if they don't say it in their profile, then play it out, you know, play it out, see what happens. But that, that conversation should definitely come up sooner or later. You should, you should be able to, you know, ask that person, you know, like who, who did you vote for in the last election? Do you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Right, exactly. You know, if somebody's super religious and you're not, then that could be a problem. Especially like, maybe it's not so big of a so big of a problem if you don't see things going long term. Like if you're just dabbling, if you're just you know looking for something short term or you know a one time thing. I do have porn jazz playing in the background. Yeah, actually, no, this is uh, one of Spotify's playlists, uh, Twitch and Chill. It's, you know, uh, I guess royalty-free, royalty-free music, so I can have at least something going on in the background rather than the, uh, the harsh, deafening silence of an apartment by yourself. Just saying. Um... But like I was saying, like if, if you're just looking for something casual, then politics and religion probably don't make it that big of a difference. You know, I've been down that road too, where it's like right leaning, I'm left leaning, whatever. But when it comes time to, you know, if you're looking to settle down with somebody, if you're looking for something long-term, then obviously you're gonna need to find compatibility like that. Like how, like if you have differing views on religion, how can you expect to raise your kid? If you have kid, if you're going to have kids someday, how do you plan on you know reconciling that? Like who gets, who gets the the say here? Like if somebody believes in JC, if this girl believes in JC and I don't, does that mean if we have kids, like she gets to overrule my opinion on it? Like do we get to you know teach them both aspects of it? Like how does that go? question you know if, if you can deal if you can deal with that person having differing differing beliefs than you do and you can agree to have your kids you know learn learn both aspects then i guess whatever works you know there's no hard 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 steadfast rules there yeah exactly but that's and that kind of goes to you know the, where we're at now with society where you know not having having dissimilar beliefs makes you not respect that person if there's one thing we've learned in the last four years it's like if you think differently than me then you are worse than me if you believe something that's different than me then you're wrong like that's i mean that's more than just four years that's been going on for a long time now and social media has not helped it. Like, don't get me wrong, social media is what's bringing me to your mobile devices right now, live, live and unedited, but it also has definitely contributed to the fact that disrespect is rampant. Nobody can respect each other, like, nobody can respect each other's beliefs. Certain things shouldn't be respected. If you're out there waving a Confederate flag, I'm sorry, you lost, you lost a long time ago. You know, like I've been, I've been doing, I've been, you know, in my job longer than your country lasted the Confederacy. Like, let's, let's be honest here. Like if, if you're waving the Confederate flag, 
you deserve all the ridicule that you get. You lost. You lost the war. Your flag should be a white flag. You know, let's let's get Sherman Sherman up in here and set fire to all these cities. Like Sherman shouldn't have stopped. But um Yes. So certain things shouldn't be respected. Um and the problem with that truth, I think we can all agree that certain things shouldn't be should not be respected. The problem is that some people take that as carte blanche to say to label anything as these things that shouldn't be respected. So if anybody disagrees with you, you're labeled a racist or you're labeled a Nazi or, you know, you're labeled a communist. The left and the right, they both have these these terms. If, you, if you're left-leaning, you're a communist, you're a socialist, and that's a four-letter word. If you're on the right, you're a Nazi or you're a racist, and those are both four-letter words. All of those things are arguably deplorable, not to take, you know, Hillary Clinton's catchphrase there. But those, those things are awful. Like, you should not be a bigot, you should not be a racist, you should not be a Nazi. Like, these things are all abject things that we should not should not respect. But the people people resort to calling people that because then that gives them the excuse to disrespect them. So. Right. It's true. If you if your your beliefs have been radicalized, then you know that's that's a whole other argument. Yep. That, that's another true part true part there, AJ. Yeah. If if you can if you can put the kids first and you don't I think, I think myself, personally speaking, I think religion is, is, you know, brainwashing, brainwashing in its lowest form. I think it's, it's unfair not to give these kids the ability to make the decision on their own. Um, yeah, when, if human life is put in jeopardy, then yeah, there's, you can't, you can't respect that. If people, if people have lost their lives in the name, in the name of your movement, then it, it's a fine line. It's a fine line. But let's let's get back to talking about, you know, losers on dating sites. Don't talk about me like that. Um let's see, what else? What other what other stuff are we talking about here? I guess um like cliches. Cliches with dating profiles. I guess that, that kinda counts as a thing. Like by cliches I mean um, stuff like here for a good time not for a long time or uh, you know I don't know just like it's like duh okay like that tells me nothing like people people that quote that put quotes quotes in their profile it's like don't tell me anything okay so you, you you've seen the Marilyn Monroe quote Oh, if you, if you if you can't deal with me at my at my lowest, you don't deserve to deal with me at my best. Bitch, please. Like I shouldn't have to deal with you at your lowest. Like like it's, there should be no dealing. Like I should want to be there. Like I shouldn't be dealing with you when you're at your lowest. Like I don't know. Stuff like that. Um hmm. <laughs> I don't really see anything too good about oh, this one's this one's got an interesting profile boobs over ass guys are Trump supporters that's pretty funny 
boobs over ass guys are Trump supporters. So if you're a boob man, you're a Trump supporter, according to this girl. I think that's kind of funny. Um, other cliches, like uh, if you're a single mom. Let's see, throwing that on there. Cliche, if you're a single mom and you put it on there, you know, single mother, my kids, come, my kids will always come first. Um, don't try to change that. That's not necessary. You don't need to put that in your profile. Any guy that expects to come before your kids is not worth your fucking time. You shouldn't have to qualify that. And any guy that is worth your time will acknowledge the fact that, yeah, your kids are going to come first. Like, <laughs> sing like no one is listening, love like you've never been hurt, and dance like nobody's watching. Yeah, like those, those stickers that people put on their walls in their houses. Yeah, stuff like that. It's like, no, that's fine. That is absolutely fine. Um, let's let's switch uh, switch here over to Bumble. Okay, so Bumble. For those of you that aren't aware, Bumble is kind of interesting. So Bumble is one of the is a dating app where when you match with somebody, say you're a guy, like yours truly, and you match with somebody with a woman, they have to message you first. They have 24 hours after you match. So you match with somebody, they've got 24 hours to send the first message. And in my experience, those first messages are hi. Not the state of mind that you're in after you partake in the devil's lettuce. Not what happens when you're in a plane that has left the runway. Not where you are at the top of a tall building. Hello. Quite possibly the most uninteresting opener of all time. The whole point of Bumble is that it puts the responsibility of opening and starting a conversation on the woman. And that's a noble thought because for the most part, the general consensus is that the guys, the guys have to, you know, make the first move. And some, some profiles will straight up say that they're like, girls are like, I will not message you first not going to message you first you have to send the first message and it's like so we're gonna play that game right off right off the bat but then that goes that also goes back to the the mentality you know that these women have 400 450 guys out there it's exhausting for them to you know send send a first message to all these people how are you gonna do that the guys have to do that I mean, we could just go and send, just send hi to every single person on our list, um, but that doesn't stand out. And the opposite, like, hi is just an awful, an awful first message to send. It's just awful. It's terrible. It's like, why, why, why are you going to waste, waste anybody's time? So now you, you started the first message, you sent the first message like you're supposed to, but now you expect me to carry the rest of it. Um, and arguably some guys can't carry, can't carry a conversation. Um, I'll be completely honest. I'm, I'm one of those guys. I have a hard time. Like I, I can usually put in the effort, but I'm usually like overthinking the whole thing. So like, I'm, I'm putting way too much thought into these messages, like putting way too much effort in sitting there, you know, sitting there for 10, 10 minutes trying to come up with a good message to send. Sometimes it's best to just fly off the cuff. You know, we'll do it live. Fuck it. Stuff like that. 
So that's that's the one that's one thing that everybody I think needs to work on is being able to converse, being able to have a conversation, being able to, you know, not make it seem like an interview. Right. Be yourself. hundred percent. Um, I feel like, I feel like I'm interviewing someone. Like sometimes I'll get to the point where I'm interviewing, where I feel like I'm interviewing the person. So I'm like, if the conversation is going nowhere, like if the conversation has died more or less, like I, I haven't gotten a response. I haven't gotten a response yet from this person or their response is, doesn't give me anything to work with I have to ask a question that's the only way to keep it going I have to I have to ask a question either just a general question you know what do you do for work you know what did you do today stuff like that but then it feels like I'm interrogating the person and nobody wants to be interrogated nobody wants to deal with that kind of stuff so your questions like your conversation should be able to riff off each other like you should be able to start a conversation and they'll come back with, or they should be able to come back with a response that has to do with what you said, but furthers it and gives you something to work on. So it's, it's give and take. It's a give and take kind of thing. That's what it needs to be. Um, and that's, that's the, that's the best kind of situations to be in. And those are rare and hard and rare and in between, believe me, real hard to find. And who knows? Maybe the person's busy. Maybe they got stuff going on. Maybe they can't, you know, devote the time to have a solid conversation with you. That's possible. It's a possibility. It's hard to say though. So that's, that's a lot of it. Um, yeah, so that's, that's red flags. I'm trying to think what other, what other red flags there are. They don't have a car. It's kind of a red flag. Um, I mean, at, the, at this point, like maybe if I was 18 on these dating sites and somebody didn't have a car, then that would be a little bit more acceptable. But being 32, I'm, I'm looking for somebody around my age. Um, I think there, there's that equation. I think it's uh, take your age, divide by two and add seven. Like that's, that's your low end. So in my, my case, it would be 16, 16 plus seven. So that's 23. So 23 would be my low, my low end. I think that's all a bunch of bullshit. Full disclosure. You don't have to follow that if you don't want to. If you want to be a cradle robber, if you're 32 and you want to go after some girl right out of high school, then by all means, you have, you have the blessing of all the old motherfuckers out there. Go for it. You're in for a world of hurt because I know that I wasn't mentally sane at 18. That's for sure. I was, I had no idea what the fuck I was doing at 18 and I guarantee these girls don't either. So, you know, you should have a car. You, you should definitely, definitely have a car unless you live in New York city where you can take a subway or an Uber from point A to point B. You should probably have a car because I'm not looking to be a babysitter. I don't think anybody's looking to be a babysitter. Like at this point in the game, um, my buddy Mike made a real good point of it. Like he, he made a point to emphasize. He's like, he's got his, he's got his shit together and he's, you know, he's got a house, he's got his job, he's got a car. Um, he, he's not looking to take over. He's not looking to be a babysitter for somebody. He's not looking to be somebody's everything. Like you should be able to have your shit together 
and come together with somebody else that has their shit together and just add to each other's life. Like, that's... At this point in the game, at this age, like, that's what we're looking for. We're not looking for somebody to latch onto us and give them all they need. Codependence is not good for anybody. So, make sure you have make sure you have your, your shit together. Try to find somebody else that has their shit together. And then, if things don't work out, you're still good. Because you still have your shit together. So, that's... It's a good time. Yeah. That, that's really what it comes down to. I guess we'll do... We'll swipe swipe through on one more here. And see what we can find. See? No. There's no profile here. No profile. Yeah. It's kind of lame because you can't really see. Can't really see what I see. I think that would be kind of weird, though. And these people, these people on these dating sites would be like, I don't, I do not appreciate having my likeness streamed on your Facebook, sir. But hey, we are at a, an hour and ten minutes, so I think I'm gonna sign off. Sign off for the night. This night went quick. Went real quick. I feel like time flies when you're having fun. I'd like to set up kind of a schedule to do these, honestly. Um, I was kind of thinking to myself, I shoot for like Monday, Thursday, Saturday, maybe. Because I mean, Mondays, Mondays are Mondays, and Mondays suck, so I think it would be good to, you know, get some ranting out on a Monday. Thursdays are solid because, you know, we're almost through the week, but it's not quite Friday. So we got a decent idea for how the, how the week has gone. And Saturday works because nobody's working, or a lot of people aren't working. So Saturday would probably be good to do that during the day and keep Monday and Thursday to, uh, you know, later on, later on in the day. And, uh, yeah. So by all means, leave a comment if you haven't already. To everybody that stopped by and, you know, hung out for a little bit tonight. It was fun. It was real. It was a good time. Think about making this a more regular thing for sure. But gotta gotta get a got gotta get that schedule down. So enjoy the night. Tomorrow's Friday, so we can give that a big old TGIF. And if we make it through tomorrow, kids, it's the weekend. And I know we could all use the weekend. So enjoy the night. Catch you guys on the flip side.